Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another episode of What's the Point Podcast. I'm Pastor Lawrence. Uh, glad to be with you again. Today, we're joined by a couple of amazing guests um, here to talk about the idea and the concept and the discipline, the joy of prayer. So if you guys would, um, would you guys please take uh, introduce yourself? Uh, tell us a little bit about your family and about who you are. Hey, I'm, uh, my name is Trace Clevenger. Um, I've uh, been at Waypoint for about five years now and uh, married to um, Liz Clevenger, who's um, coming, uh, becoming a bit of a regular on the podcast at, uh, as of late. Um, I've got two kids, uh, Abigail and Shiloh, and uh, I work full time for a uh, mortgage lender. Hi, I am Bethany Clark, and I am married to Stephen Clark, and we have two children, Jude, who is seven, and Hudson, who is five. And we've been at Waypoint about four years, four and a half. Um, and right now I'm staying home with my children, helping them do virtual school. Um, prior to that, I was a dance instructor and um, have had plenty of other random jobs. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much for being here today. Um, the reason I wanted you guys on this podcast in particular is I know, Bethany, you've kind of head up our prayer ministry at here at Waypoint Church. And Trace, you've been an active part of that prayer ministry for a while now. And I know on Tuesday nights, uh, we gather together for Zoom prayer, and you guys have been really consistent leading that and being a part of that. And I know how much that's ministered to my heart. And so there, when I thought the idea of I want our people to know what it's like to no, first know what our church does and I understand the idea of prayer a little bit more, but also to see how practically in the, in the life of our people, what prayer is meant to them. And so I just thought of you two, you guys jump out to me as some of our prayer warriors in our church. And um, I know you guys are kind of like, oh, probably too humble to say something like that, but I wanted to say that. And so I really wanted you guys, and I wanted the rest of the church to hear what you guys had to say on prayer. And um, I think we can be, be it would be beneficial for us and edify the body. So thank you so much for being here today, guys. I really, really appreciate you guys. I'm going to start off with a very simple question. Um, just kind of like get right to it. Is, um, I'm going to start off with, with you, Bethany. Bethany, why is prayer important to you? Well, I think, I think one of the main reasons why prayer um, has been important to me is that it is one of the primary ways that I experience my relationship with God, um, my life in Christ. Um, prayer has really been one of the, the primary ways that I um, meet God and experience Him. And I'll, also, it's important to me because um, I've seen prayers answered. I've seen um, the effective, effectiveness of prayer. Um, you know, it's not it's not every time or every single prayer, but I've seen God move um, through prayer, and so that's another reason that um, it's important to me. Mm. Trace? Yeah, I, I think there's a few different ways I could maybe answer this, but I think um, I'll probably get to the specifics of maybe why it's important to me individually or my experience um, a little bit later. But I think um, the importance of prayer kind of goes back to um, just relationship with God. And really, uh, that's what we were made for. I mean, we see um, in Genesis, you know, one through three, we see God um, creating man and woman and um, placing them in this garden where God's actually in relationship with them. Um, and then, you know, we see, uh, um, you know, in John, um, it talks about um, that uh, eternal life is to know God um, and Jesus Christ. Um, and so, you know, that's really the basis of our faith is knowing God. Um, but then there's, I feel like a whole nother thing, you know, when you, when you put the gospel into it as well, that, um, 
we kind of lost that relationship with God, that it was broken um, because we all, you know, in, in one way or another have rejected God. Um, and then God himself, you know, who he rejected is the one who who brought us back into relationship with him. And he did that, you know, we know through Jesus and through um, his death on the cross. And so, um, you know, uh, I think to me, prayer is so amazing because it's not just that we have this amazing father, you know, the creator of the universe who we get to be in relationship with, but it's that we lost that gift and, and God went to such amazing lengths to give it back to us. Um, and so, yeah, that to me, I think is, is really the, the foundation of, of prayer. Um, so you both mentioned this idea of relationship as being the foundation of prayer. And you mentioned we've lost the relationship and now we've gained it back. So that's why it's important. But how is, what's that connection between prayer and relationship? You know, do you see what I'm saying? Like, if I understand prayer, as some ways we might understand prayer as like kind of asking a genie for wishes, or if I understand prayer as like a, like a hail mary at the end of a football game, what is that connection point? Well, I don't, I'm kind of understand why is prayer important based on you said a relationship. Where's that connection there? I think that prayer is the way that we communicate with God, um, and just like any relationship communication is is what connects I guess um, I'm gonna think of something a little more <laughs> robust but I think it it really is just um, just the way that I come to my creator um, my friend savior um, the source of life I always think about the verse um, where Jesus talks about abiding in the vine and how Jesus is the vine and we abide in him. And I think prayer really is for me a way of abiding Mm. in Christ, a way of staying with Christ um, and, and really connecting um, to the kingdom of God and having my mind um, really really synced, I guess. I think about that um, connection of, of my heart and mind with the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think prayer is one way I think I've been learning more and more of having having my heart and my mind transformed and formed into the heart and mind of Christ. Yeah, I, I love what Bethany said about um, abiding. Um, I think that's so true. And um, you know, you mentioned kind of the the genie type aspect of prayer, um, and, and I think you know Jesus even models that um, to ask God for things, and that's part of um, trusting and believing that that God is a good Father. Um, but then there is there's so much more to it than that too. Um, you know, it's about interacting with God and and cherishing Him. Um, you know, with Thanksgiving, I, I think the Psalms I, I sometimes look at as prayers sometimes. Um, and, you know, I think through prayer, prayer, God kind of reminds us of truth. He calls us things to mind um, and he kind of nourishes us as we're speaking to him, too. So it's really, um, you know, at least um, I think it's meant to be like a, a relationship, not just a one way thing. That's good. Because I think so many people have this idea of prayer that has this feel of um, it's just like they, they define prayer as just asking God. That's the petition part of prayer. Instead of the actual relationship, communication, um, intimacy building, abiding that you were mentioning, Bethany. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking back to um, several weeks ago, you preached a sermon on the Holy Spirit. And 
I think a lot of people sometimes wonder, like, how am I filled with the Spirit? And I mean, we are filled with the Spirit at, at our salvation, but there is this ongoing filling, being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I think that prayer is really the primary way mm. um, for me, at least, that I, I think that I can be filled with the Spirit of God yeah. again and again. I have to keep coming back, you know, like to get more and it never ends, you know, like that wine at the Jesus first miracle, you know, mm. it's just, they keep coming out with more. And I think sometimes it's like that with God. There's always more Looks that good. we can find of God that we can experience, that we can be filled with. And so I think that's why just a life of prayer is really important is to yeah. keep coming, finding more and more of God. That's good. I think about my wife and I, one day um, we were out and we saw this, kind of older man and his dog. And for some strange reason, I feel like the dog and the man look the same. You know, like there's something about, I mean, they, they're obviously a dog and a man, but I, for some reason I'm like, yep, they look the same. They probably lived together for 20 years or 15 years together. And they just look the same to me. But, but I think there's something about when you live together, when you abide, when you are communicating consistently, you start looking like each other, you know? And I think, um, that's what's what prayer does is as we communicate, as we share, as we express, as we listen, as we um, live life together, as we get poured into, as we pour out, as we, this whole relationship, this, di- 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 this whole dynamic of prayer, I think what happens is we start looking and resembling our father in this process of prayer. And I just think like, I, like I, my, I guess my goal, what I'm saying is we all need to be the dog and the old man and the dog relationship, right? Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> So when it comes to prayer, um, what has been your experience with prayer, good or bad? You know, what, what, what have you been taught? What are some of the good or bad things that you've been taught or experienced in prayer uh, that has helped shape your understanding of prayer now? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, um, I think uh, in, in some ways, uh, I think that uh, I've kind of grown to like cherish the hard seasons of life, um, not necessarily like wanting them to come, but but. Um, like there's, there's been a lot of really sweet moments of prayer and intimacy with the Lord in those hard seasons. And so um, sometimes I think like the most kind of powerful prayers tend to come when our hope in, in worldly provision is kind of stripped away. And then our, our hope is set fully on God more so. Um, and so there's kind of those moments I think about a prayer of like that deep intimacy. Um, but then there's kind of more what maybe my day-to-day life looks like, which isn't always that. Um, but it's it's kind of just praying throughout the day as, as things come up. Um, you know, if I'm stressed with work or, or need wisdom in a decision, um, patience in my parenting. So, you know, um, in that way of looking at it, there's really a lot of opportunities for prayer throughout the day. And, and I think um, for me right now, that's what it tends to look like, um, uh, you know, in this current season of life, at least. Yeah, Um I would say, I would say overall, my experience with prayer has been good. Um, I think even at a young age, I mean, I think kids naturally have that trust that they ask for something and they get it. But um, I felt like I just had a faith that God would answer prayers, that Jesus, what Jesus said was true. Um, but um, I, w- I grew up in a very um, non-denominational, more charismatic type of church. And so my experience with prayer was more freeform, spontaneous, um, laying on hands, praying in tongues. And um, I think as I got older, um, I did, like like Trace was saying, have a lot of those 
prayer closet, you know, me alone with God, you know, seeking God for a long time. Um, but then I had kids <laughs> that was sort of interrupted. Um, literally, I just couldn't really do that the same way. Um, but I, God was really has been very faithful to still meet me. And I think it's been really, um, helpful to, to grow and see that there are different seasons in how we relate with God and just learning to, um, to seek God at any point during the day, to learn different. Um, I, I've explored like just other, since I grew up in a more like free form type of church, um, just exploring different type of liturgies and ways to pray that um, can be really helpful when it's hard to pray or when I don't know what to pray um, and learning to, I think, remember that, um, God is always right with me. And I wrote on the blog about this a while back, but just that just really changed my approach. I didn't have to go somewhere to be in God's presence. Um, I didn't need to pray a certain amount of time to feel like I was really in God's presence. But at any moment, God is fully present with me and I can talk to him or I can listen to him. And I think that was really life-giving for me having kind of you know, been in the college season where, I don't know, the whole conference thing was really big, um, <laughs> going to conferences and, you know, being in God's presence, but just finding God just as present with me in the middle of the night when my baby wakes up or just as present with me when I'm washing the dishes um, or driving in my car, just finding that to be very, um, I think, Helps me to grow a lot in my relationship with God. That's good. Prayer. Yeah, that's some of my history for me. When I think of prayer, I kind of go, I do a lot of jumping around. You know, like there are seasons in my life where I felt like I was taught that, um, and whether it's in, implicitly taught, it felt like it was underneath, was that like if, if you know, if, if, if my prayers weren't being answered, I wasn't being faithful enough. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a season of that going on. Then there are seasons of where, of like, Prayer is only very individualistic. I need to pray by myself, and I better pray for hours. And I don't pray for hours. I'm not really a passionate believer, you know. Um, and so I feel like there's beautiful moments of learning and growing, um, and t- taking down like false expectations upon prayer. Um, even like taking the idea, of, like for example, like I love the idea of corporate prayer now. Whereas mm-hmm. before, I always thought cor- prayer was a very private thing, and I always fell asleep when the pastor prayed for us, you know. But for me, I just love the idea of like prayers of the people. Um, a corporate prayer, uh, a corporate identity. You know, so I love the, those elements now of prayer. So I feel like prayer is such a beautiful, uh, what a beautiful tool slash gift slash uh, something that's so misunderstood in our in our cultural context. You know, something that uh, came to my mind is Bethany was talking, but one of my like earliest memories, I guess, with prayer. I don't know how young I was, you know, I don't know, four or five or something like that. I was helping my mom um, try to fix something, I think, and we like dropped the piece we needed and we just were searching and we couldn't find it. Um, and so we finally, we finally prayed about it and then like instantly found it. And I think for me as a child, that was one of those moments <laughs> of like, whoa, like, you know, God, God really cares. Um, and it was actually, I mean, I feel like a powerful moment. And and then, you know, now me having a, a four-year-old daughter who's about to turn five, um, you know, uh, we've had kind of moments like that of like, you know, she lost a bracelet and 
Um, we just searched and searched and couldn't find it. We, um, you know, I, I thought back to that and then I told her like, all right, let's pray. So we, you know, I literally, I wasn't like hiding it in my pocket to try to, you know, <laughs> give it to her afterwards. I didn't know where it was, um, but we prayed about it. Um, and then we looked and it was like, we immediately found it after that. Um, and so even now, sometimes if I get stuck, um, not just with something lost, but you know, something is like hard and I can't figure it out, then she'll just say bracelet. And, and I know what that means. She's like reminding me to like pray about it because God, he really does care about like the big and small things. And so, um, I think that's something that I've, uh, yeah, um, I guess has been big for, for me too, is just realizing that he really does care about the big and small. That's so good. Cause it's so, so kind of similar when, for Josiah, when he's, um, when he's even like starting a few years back, when he get upset, we'd be like, "All right, let's let's talk to God about it, or let's pray, let's pray." So now, when he starts beginning to get a little upset, he goes, "Appa, let's pray, let's pray." He uses it a little much now because <laughs> the, the initial heart of it's there that like he, he's learning, like, "Oh, if you're upset, you can, you can go to God." And I love that. I love the faith of our little ones that they teach us so much, so much truth in prayer can be found when we look at the way little ones talk to us and the little ones talk to God. You know, I just think that's such a beautiful mm-hmm. element of, of, of what prayer is. And even Josiah, like today, he randomly thinks of random people. And so like, Gina and I, like, he'll just bring up a random name and he goes, Appa, let's pray. And so we'll just, me and Gina be like, okay, yeah, we need to pray for that person. Okay. And so we'll just pray for that person. So it's a beautiful gift that um, some of the our experiences of prayer, maybe we try to kind of grow up and p- be past our childish ideas of prayer, mm-hmm. but maybe growing up really is going back to understanding our childish ideas of prayer. Yeah. Definitely. I think Jesus really spoke to that when he said to have, to be like the little children and how they came to Jesus. And I think about that a lot, just in coming to God, like with that childlike faith, um, to really believe. Really powerful. So we've established that prayer is so beautiful and this idea of building a relationship. But like, how does one pray? Like, how do you how do you develop the, the the spiritual discipline of prayer? How do you grow in prayer? Um, is it like other things, like like working out or reading the Bible? I, I don't know. Like, does, how, how how do you guys pray? And how did you how would you recommend others growing in their prayer lives? I was thinking about this. I think that it depends a little bit on on what somebody wants to grow in specifically in prayer. Um, you know, for a long time, I really would try to seek out like you know, ways to do a prayer list or use a prayer journal or, you know, schedule times and all this. And, and there's a lot of really good things out there. Um, but it can also be a little bit overwhelming. And, um, so I think the important thing mostly is to think about what matters, you know, if somebody wants to grow in just setting aside time to pray, then I would say, you know, like starting with, maybe 10 minutes. Um, pre-pandemic, I was I really liked to go to yoga class and I would go a couple times a week to the Y. And then after the pandemic, I was like, I'm going to keep doing it at home. And I would try to like do an hour long class at home and it just didn't happen. And so recently I was like, okay, I'm just going to try to do 10 minutes because it's better than nothing. And I think sometimes we get in our heads like, okay, I'm going to you know, set this discipline of prayer and I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. and pray and for an hour. And sometimes we don't do it and then feel defeated. So I think I would say um, to just start if it's 10 minutes in the morning when you wake up or if it's 
you know, you can put a reminder in your phone to pray at noon um, and to just really try to start that. Um, and I think if, um, you know, if somebody wants to grow an intercessory prayer, then I think making, you know, some sort of list of people or things or countries or whatever it might be you want to pray for and posting it somewhere where you'll see it. Um, you know, I've had things posted in my bathroom on the mirror. So when I'm getting ready, I can see it or in my car when I had a long commute. Um, so those would be a couple kind of random ideas, but I, I guess I feel like just looking at it more for me as a practice has been helpful, like a, a practice to help me find life in Christ versus, you know, some sort of religious, like, checkbox, you know, that, okay, I have to do this to be a good Christian, but like, okay, how can I practice this to find more life in Jesus? Mm. To love Christ more, to find more life in him more. I love that. Trace? Yeah, I, I mean, I think this is a really good question because, um, you know, even though uh, we're the ones who were invited on the prayer podcast, I know at least for me, it's it's something that I still need to grow in a lot. Um, and I think there's definitely a place for um, just kind of practical disciplines in, in that. Um, but I think maybe um, to answer it a little bit different way, maybe for someone who's like um, maybe starting off a little newer in prayer or something, I think if we go back to um, what we were talking about earlier, prayer being an interaction with God, um, I feel like we we kind of need to start by seeing Him rightly, um, because um, you know I think we were given earthly fathers, and those fathers are are meant to reflect God to us. But of course, you know, sin kind of distorts that. So some of us have better or worse examples of um, of fathers, um, and you know, if you haven't seen a good example of a father, then um, you might you might pray differently because you think, you know, um, fathers only care about a certain type of thing. And so I think you could start off by trying to find someone who, um, you know, is a good example, has, has a good prayer life and, um, trying to pray with them. Um, sometimes you could, um, you know, join a prayer group and listen to how other people are interacting with God. Um, and that might be somewhere to start, but, but also, you know, even if you don't feel like you, you can do that or have that, um, God's given us his word to, to kind of understand who he is and, um, to learn about the type of father he is. So, you know, we can kind of examine Jesus's life and, um, he would wake up early in the morning to pray and, um, he would, you know, pray in, in times of distress. Um, and, um, you know, he would, he would kind of almost inconveniently go away when there's crowds gathered, you know, to get away and pray. And, um, and he just really valued, valued it as um, important. Um, I, I, maybe as like a practical thing as well. Um, uh, I don't remember where I heard this, but kind of the idea of like just tithing our time either uh, as well. You know, we, we think about um, tithing our, our money and our resources, but um you know, the idea of like giving your first fruits kind of with the Cain and Abel sacrifice of one of them was like giving the best he had to God and one of them really wasn't. Um, and uh, I know for me, sometimes the temptation is to to give God like my most tired moments or, you know, just um, to come to him as an afterthought. Um, but something that, that um, I think is important and that I'm trying to grow in is like, I want to give him like the best of me. Um, and and come to him kind of first before I'm coming to, to something else. And so, um, you know, maybe I, you know, if you're a morning person or an evening person, maybe that that affects like when you pray or or, or things like that. But um, yeah, those those are a few thoughts. That's good. 
You know, I, I often think about prayer. It's different for different people. I think we should embrace personality differences, even in our prayer life. Um, I'm a little more of an external processor that likes to talk things out, verbally process, and um, quickly process stuff that's happening. You know, so for me, one of the things that works for me is that I pray to God sometimes, like the way I'm just kind of like having a conversation because I like to talk to people. You know, <laughs> like, so for me, just talking to God works out really well because I like to talk to him because I like to talk to people. And I like to, I like to talk things out. I like to, th- I like to think things out verbally, externally, and process it out that way. So that works really well for me. Some people might not like that. My wife really loves to express through music and song. You know, my life loves praying through song and through music. She relates to music. Music helps her express her heart and emotions, you know? So she often will pray through, through song and music. So I think really embracing how God made you. You know, there's certain people who are just um, made to just get into that closet by themselves for two hours. I'm an extrovert. Being by myself in a closet for two hours is just very difficult. Sometimes God's called me to do it, but most of the time I'm like, mm, I need to be out with people, you know? So I think not feeling guilt um, when it comes to prayer. Uh, there's so many of us feel guilt. You know, I think we'd be like, oh, we all know we should pray more. But I think God's called us not, there's, there's no number of hours he's called you to pray in a day. There's no number of, there's no number of Hail Marys or thou, sh- you know, that he, you, sh- you need to say in a day or anything like that. God's called you to be faithful and obedient to the way he's made you and to the place and the time that he's called you in. So I, I honestly believe that there's times when, you know, as a mother of two young children, you probably won't have as much time for intimate, quiet prayer by yourselves as you might have had when you were single, you know, um, whatever it may be. My wife probably would love to have more time with the guitar and her singing her prayer, prayer time together, but just doesn't have as much time to do that right now. And that's okay. I think what God covets and still, he doesn't say, oh, you know, um, that's not enough. And so I think, I think it's a beautiful thing is, is, is that he's, he just called us to be faithful in our prayer life with him. And he's moving in that. And I love that. I, I think he's moving in our prayer life and he's moving to shape us so that we look like the dog with the old man. So I'm going to keep on using that illustration for the rest of this podcast. Guys. <laughs> Hopefully that becomes another like waypoint uh, plumb line. Yeah. Yeah. The waypoint bingo thing yeah. that, that I said. <laughs> so when it comes to um, prayer life and prayer ministry at Waypoint Church, you guys have both been a part of prayer ministry at Waypoint Church in the past and in the present and hopefully in the future. What has it looked like in the past? Uh, what does Waypoint Prayer Ministry look like in the past? What's it look like now? And what's the, what could it look like in the future? And what do you want it to look like in the future? And I'll start with you, Bethany. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, so in the past, um, I guess I don't remember how many years ago it was. A few years ago, um, we did kind of start a little bit more official prayer ministry in the church. Um, we started have, by having um, prayer and worship nights um, every so often. Um, and then... Um, we moved from there. We added in Sunday morning team to be available to pray for people on Sunday mornings when we gathered. Um, we also, um, many people participated in Pastor Jim's um, Waypoint Warriors, which is a, a group of intercessory prayers <laughs> to um, pray for needs that come up. They pray through every member um, of the church and then also urgent needs that might come up they're available to pray for um but that's kind of what it has been and then um i would say present um 
we had um, a couple of people from the prayer team that put together a list of um, people and phone numbers and emails available um, during the when the pandemic hit to be available if someone needed to call or email someone for prayer. So we had that, and then we started our Tuesday night Zoom prayer meetings, which um, honestly was something I had been wanting to have weekly prayer meetings for so long, and it had been really hard just to find times when people could come. And so I feel like that is one of the um, maybe unexpected um, blessings or answered prayers that has come during this pandemic is actually being able to pray together weekly. Um, so I'm really, I'm really excited about that. And um, I guess I'm starting to think about what, um, how could the prayer ministry continue to grow um, now that church looks a little bit different um, and maybe feel a little bit more scattered. So for the future, I guess I've been thinking about maybe prayer walks that small groups can do together. You can do that masked outdoors, which is safe, um, or however anyone feels is, is safest. Um, so that I think would be something that would be really neat to start seeing in neighborhoods um, around the community. Um, and I, I really, um, yeah, I'm really seeking God, I guess, about, about how else our prayer ministry can, can continue to grow um, in the future now that I don't know, you know, what the future necessarily holds. Mm-hmm. But um, Yeah, that's great, Bethany. That's wonderful. Trace? Yeah, I, I think that was a great summary. And um, yeah, I really appreciate um, Bethany, you know, how she's definitely championed the, the prayer ministry at Waypoint. Um um, you know, I agree. I think uh, if there's been one of uh, a really good thing to come out of uh, kind of the pandemic, at least for me personally, yeah, it's been those those Tuesday night prayer nights. Um, I think those have been really amazing times. Um, I think the only thing I would have to maybe add about the prayer ministry at Waypoint, um, and this isn't as formalized, but um, I think it's um, it's also been a powerful means that God has used to. Um, uh, to kind of interact with others who are outside the church as well. Um, you know, we've, we've heard some testimonies and some stories about uh, members just being faithful and, you know, a, um, a store to, to pray for someone because God was stirring their heart, even though they, they had, um, hadn't met the person before and, and God really blessing that and using it. And so, um, yeah, I mean, uh, we in the church, you know, we have an opportunity to be prayed for a lot. I um, mean, we see how much it ministers to us, um, but there's a lot of people outside the church who um, they don't have that in their lives. And so, um, you know, I, I really appreciate those who are, are try to be sensitive to the spirit and, and use that as even a form of ministry as well. Um, yeah. Reminds me of something I saw recently on Facebook um, on like a, a public group or it's not public, but you know, a parents group on Facebook um, and somebody one day, it's like a Friday and they posted, does anybody need prayer for anything this weekend? And I was amazed. It's not a Christian group, but the number of people that were like, yes, I was, I was hoping that I could get somebody to pray for this or mm. I really, yeah, I have this and I really need prayer. And it, it was such a reminder of that, that, there are people who really would 
don't know anybody to ask or really want to have that opportunity. So that's that's a really good reminder, Trace. That's good. You know, I remember um, when the prayer ministry started praying for the Sunday morning worship services mm-hmm. before church and um, how much I've coveted those prayers, um, just felt just empowered knowing that our people are praying and knowing that God, we were, we're, we're asking God to do his work, his mm-hmm. will, and that God chooses to move through the prayers of his people. And so I just like, so much thank the prayer ministry team for praying and praying consistently. I know Miss um, Ruby mm-hmm. and Pastor Jim contact me all the time. They send me cards and they let me know that they're consistently praying for me and for this church. And so I covet those prayers, guys. I, how good it feels to know that people that in some ways you're not that connected to, but that but you are so intimately connected to are praying for you. I just there's something that's powerful about that to know that we're praying for each other. And as a church, and for those of you who are listening to this podcast, um, there are people right now who are praying for you. People in this church you might not even know that well, you know, are praying for you. And they would want to continue to pray for you. And so just I invite you to learn more, dive into more what prayer is. Because what you when you do that, you dive into more of who the heart of God is. You abide in him, you rest in him, and you start looking like the dog. That's a good thing because you start looking like the you like the, the old man. You start looking like your father. <laughs> so we invite you to, to learn about prayer. We invite you to come to our prayer Zoom prayer meetings. The information is on the realm. You can find it anytime. You can email Bethany or Trace or myself or anybody to get more information about it. But we invite you to come join us in our Tuesday night prayer nights. We invite you when you hear about opportunities for prayer nights or prayer ministries or prayer opportunities that you jump on board and you, even if it's intimidating, even it might be a little scary. Don't let it be. It's not scary. It's not intimidating. There's nobody judging you. There's nobody evaluating your prayers. Are you praying eloquently enough? Are you using the big enough words? Are you using cool enough Christian language? There's nobody doing that. We just invite you to pray because God has called you to it because that's his appointed means of enacting his will because it grows you. It edifies you. It grows the heart of the church and it makes you more like him. So we thank God for prayer. We thank God that he's given us this beautiful gift, this means of communication, this means of intimacy, and this means of growth. Guys, Bethany, thank you so much for your time and your heart leading the prayer ministry at Waypoint Church. Trace, we thank you for being one of the leaders and elders of Waypoint Church as you lead and as you cover this, cover this church in prayer. We appreciate you guys so much, and thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. Thanks, Lawrence. Happy to be here. Everybody else, guys, I hope you have a great day, and thank you for joining us on What's the Point Podcast. We have a lot more awesome podcasts in store for you, so if you have any other ideas or you want to contribute some ideas to What's the Point Podcast, just email me or Danny or Eric. Hope you guys have a great day. God bless.